Hello, and welcome to Innate Life Reclamation Podcast. Join us to listen in to get more in tune with the inborn magnificence in our world, in our bodies, and in our lives. I'm Dr. Lona Cook. And I'm Dr. Danny Otis. Our mission is to help people reconnect to their inner wisdom and use it in their everyday lives to transform their well being by having real conversations clinical insights, and opportunities for you to apply your own inborn intelligence to your everyday life. So start now by tuning in and turning on to the full potential of your body and life. Hey, I've been excited to do this recording on raising healthy kids and really looking at their health and well-being from a natural standpoint. What can we do to really like facilitate their bodies adapting and growing and doing what they need to do without maybe reacting so much? And that's such a part of holistic health in general is being able to essentially create space for the body and the mind and the spirit to do what it needs to do. And many times, just by doing that, where we don't react so often, that's like the first step. So I'm Dr. Lona Cook. I want to share with you some of uh, what I've seen in my own family, um, as well as seeing thousands of patients now over the years. Um, and what, you know, we're constantly trying to help people to step further into when they're learning to trust their body and trust their kids' bodies, and maybe start to, um, you know, take a step out of what's considered traditional ways of handling um, certain illnesses or symptoms in the body. And how do we start to move into a, a different way of navigating things? So to share with you, you know, I have two sons of my own, um, both natural births. Um, and so honestly, some of that process right from the beginning of pregnancy into like how labor went into their first year of life is so critical for how it sets up our ability to probably have a little more ease. Um, but just because maybe that didn't go as planned doesn't mean that you can't regain um, more options in, you know, having a super healthy child Um and doing things naturally. So um, at any point, we can strive to not only rebuild our health, but really support it so that the body does what it does best, which is heal and change and grow. So to set the stage with um, this conversation, I want to underline that we're all constantly changing, even though I might look the same from year to year. Um, as an adult, our bodies are still remodeling, creating new cells, um, you know, turning over at different rates, depending on if it's the intestinal lining or it's the skin on my hands or, um, you know, skin on my organs, right? It's all starting to change um, over time, just at different rates. And so I want you to remember that that's part of where healing comes from is that we're not ever actually staying the same. And so if we can start to realize that every day, is an opportunity to make new choices, both for ourselves personally, but certainly if we're influencing young kids or maybe, you know, teenagers on their choices, then their bodies are constantly changing too. But we have to do things differently to get a different result. So I want to underline that is that many times if we've always had something happen a certain way, it seems like that's the only possibility. When re in reality, you know, we can get a different result, but we have to be willing to do different things. So with my two little boys, they're two and seven at this point. I also have three stepdaughters who I've had um, some degree of awareness what 
goes on and doesn't go on in their healthcare, though they don't live with us full time. Um, and so I've certainly seen the gamut of kids, um, not only in my personal life, but also in the practice. Um, and so I first want to underline that when we're starting to move into more holistic options, one of the things is to start to look at the body instead of looking at like what's wrong with it or what are the symptoms that are bad, you know, and looking at it from a negative point of view, we're starting to shift into curiosity, just like what is this system trying to show me or what is my child's body like doing right now? And and that requires us to look at the body like it's intelligent, which for some of us is like, yeah, of course it is, right? Like how did two cells make a baby? But also, you know, do we forget that when it comes to our kid's fever or vomiting or diarrhea or, you know, a gamut of things that we can experience. So I want to underline that because if we can keep that thought in the back of our mind, it is much easier usually to roll with what's happening. I will give you an example. Many times babies, toddlers have fevers and in the traditional model, a lot of times they're given Tylenol. And one of the things in the holistic world is that we want to let the fever do what it's doing, which is raising a temperature in the body, probably either to burn something out that's not meant to be in there or to keep it um, at a higher level uh, temperature wise. If, you know, for instance, it, the baby's teething and there's open entrances like through the gums that normally wouldn't be there, open wounds essentially. So, when we when we take Tylenol and we automatically lower that without being curious about, well, why is my child's, you know, why does it have a fever? Maybe this is actually an intelligent response right now that I shouldn't interrupt. You know, it's a different perspective. And so much of kind of crossing that bridge into holistic well-being is to just get curious and have a different perspective. And then take that curiosity also into a, a perspective of maybe honoring the intelligence that is present that's trying to either show us something and is already on the job. Um, so teething is definitely one I think of where we we sometimes intervene with these chemicals when really, you know, for thousands of years, you know, teeth have been erupting and we're doing okay. So again, I'm not saying if the fever is super high and the baby's lethargic, of course, do what, you know, needs to be done and take them to the hospital or what have you. But for most of the time, put them in a bath with Epsom salt um, or, you know, put a hot or a cold compress or cold washcloth on their head and just watch them. You know, many times they will play and they act fairly normal. Um, And so you can just let that ride and make sure they're getting enough fluids. And when I say fluids, ideally that's water, right? And so another question I like to ask myself when I'm thinking about, um, choices that I have in regards to my kids' health is like, what did people do a hundred years ago? And now I'm not by any means saying that what we did a hundred years ago is always the right answer, but sometimes it might be the least reactive. So an example would be, um, you know, thinking about, okay, a hundred years ago, we didn't take kids into the hospital for, you know, every sore throat and have it swabbed for something. So, you know, maybe they had garlic or um, some of these other things that like cayenne pepper or things that you can put together that are going to like 
ex, you know, get rid of whatever's in the system because it naturally is a way to um, bring the body back to homeostasis essentially. So I start to get curious about like, what else could we use? Could we, you know, could we use elderberry syrup? Could my child um, eat a few more oranges? Are they willing to drink more water right now? Can I put some essential oils on them? And I just start to think about what is the least invasive. Um, and then also, and this might be something that you are really good at thinking about. I look at like what else is going on, you know? So is a child teething? Is a child in a new environment? Like maybe they just started school. Are they stressed? Is there, you know, something going on in the family that's disrupting them? And I start to, pay attention to that because the more that I've been involved in um, health and well-being, the more I realize that the physical body is like our true north and it shows us other things. Um, and so you may have a tumultuous thing happening in the family and that upsets the balance in that child's system. So yes, we could douse it with you know antibiotics or different things, but we still need to navigate what else is happening in the family unit, that energy that's influencing that child. Um, and so, or teach the child some different ways of navigating and adapting if that circumstance can't change. And so that's part of where the curiosity with what's going on with your child becomes really helpful because you start to pay attention to what else, what else may be happening, what else is going on mentally, emotionally, spiritually in that um, unit of, of people that is together. Um, and so again, just a different way of looking at things. So when we think about some basics, what are some basics that I like to try and instill for my kids? First of all, I like to make sure the messaging I'm telling them is in alignment with what I want for them. So positive affirmations, positive talk to them. Now, of course, I'm a mom and I get I get mad at my kids when they're not listening, but I want, you know, 80 to 90% of what I'm saying them to be very positive and affirming so that we're building them up. You know, if we talk to ourselves in a, in a more positive manner, we feel better. And same thing goes to all of those around us. So that's huge for their health and well-being. I also want to tell them messages about their body that are, that I want them to have. So I want them to know that their body is capable of healing and that their body's resilient and that, you know, um, I, I want to affirm that even if they're not feeling well today, they will feel better again, instead of talking in some sort of negative light about it. And then I want to remind them that their body's really powerful. And when we give it the right things, it always wants to heal. So what are some of the right things? We want to drink more water. We want to eat healthy food. We want to notice what, you know, we eat when we don't feel good. So for example, my husband, got my son's um, fast food the other day when they were on the road and later, and Jack said, it tasted so good, but I don't feel well anymore. I said, you don't feel well anymore because you don't eat that very often. And it's not actually very good food. And he was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to eat that again. You know? So if we allow ourselves to help them understand their bodies and why they do what they do, then they also start to learn when they make choices that aren't in alignment with that, which we all do at times, um, that there are sometimes repercussions from that. Um, and so we're helping them to become wise about their own ability to adapt and their ability to heal. Um, so water conversation, movement conversations, rest conversations. I love baths because 
um, it's such a nice time as they get older that they can just go and relax in the tub. And as Americans, we are not usually that good at prioritizing relaxation. And I think we can do better starting at a younger age of like, this is your time, you know, take a few breaths and just relax. If you need some help washing your hair, let me know, you know, depending on what age they are, but letting them have that kind of space to decompress. Um, and so when we think about like our own upbringing and some of the messages we heard about our bodies or about the ability to heal or about, you know, maybe some things we learned about our bodies that we didn't like, did, was it said to us like it was set in stone? Because I also think that's part of this curiosity is to know that everything is possible. Um, and there's always examples of people that heal from even pretty radical things. And so having that curiosity about our own bodies of like, what is the potential here? You know, even if our experience hasn't, you know, been good, maybe we just haven't find the right tools yet. And that's where looking at things like chiropractic, acupuncture, um, nutrition response testing, um, you know, different dietary choices, Reiki. There's just so many avenues that can help open up and facilitate. Um, and so don't be afraid to try some of these things. I also feel that younger kids are more open energetically. So even things like night terrors or bad dreams may have meaning. Um, and so consulting with someone who's holistic about them, they, they may be able to help navigate that. Um, and so that's kind of my message here is that there certainly are many physical choices we can make for our kids, like in what foods to give them or not give them, you know, obviously I like to simplify things when I think about what, you know, what could be on a farm and then try and be as close to that as possible. So clean meat that you know where it came from, you know, less sugar or the sugar you're going to have, at least have it not be corn syrup, have it like less processed. Maybe it's the cookies you've made literally if you have time. And I know we're not going to be perfect on this, but also it's how we speak about our food. So there's an energy to the words we use. You know, it's also how we demonstrate in ourselves, how we do self-care. Our kids are watching this. They watch the language you use about your own bodies. Again, we're not all perfect with this. It's just striving to become curious about ourselves, curious about their bodies and what potential is there. Um, so physical choices matter. And then mental, emotional and conversational things they're exposed to also matter because they're taking in so much of that. And so let's say there is a lot of you know struggle in a household, then I think it's within reason to also pay attention to the timing of when symptoms come out because they can have a lot of meaning there. So a great recommendation that we give out in the office a lot of times, especially if there's repetitive patterns happening at any age in our physiology that isn't getting better is to think about what else it could be connected to. And reading the book, Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life has a great um, dictionary at the end of it or yeah, a dictionary of symptoms and the mental emotional connection there. That doesn't mean that we look at it like it can't be solved or fixed at that point. It's realizing that I may have to change my, my thoughts and my words and whatnot um, and help my child to do the same thing because this is showing us something else. I'll give you an example. Headaches many times are some, it can have a, conne a connection to being overly critical or self-critical. And if you think about it, that's a lot of mental energy, a lot of thoughts happening. So it kind of makes sense that that region of the body would be affected. Obviously, physically, there can be many 
components to why someone would be having headaches, you know, in a chiropractic office, we're checking for upper cervical um, imbalances that sometimes have been there since birth. Um, but I'm making the assumption that if you're listening to this, you already know about having your child checked for subluxation by a chiropractor, as well as some of these other holistic things. And now I'm just really wanting to underline that we're looking at the whole person, the whole child, um, and doing it from a lens of like, what's possible with healing? How can I hold space for their body to process what it needs to process? Our bodies are so amazing at what they do for us on a moment to moment second, um, And so I think more reverence for that and more giving it all the good things. Sometimes that's either literally just get outside more, get in the sunlight and, you know, all the basics. And if we can come back to the basics, especially instilling them at an early age, it makes all the difference. Um, And when things are going awry, we ask those questions. We get curious. We find more holistic providers and get um, perspectives. And now if you have to go into the hospital for something or take a medication, okay. And how do we rebuild after that? So that we're not continually getting on this reactive cycle. Whenever we're able to interrupt that pattern, find out more about, well, that was a tool while we, you know, we're in an emergency situation and now we want to build and adapt in a different way so that we don't find ourselves back in that position again. So hopefully this has been helpful for you. Um, It is definitely our goal to help as many families as possible, start to trust their bodies on a new level um, and know that there is many options out for them and also that they can trust their bodies and learn from their bodies because their bodies are there to teach them many times things that need to change. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us at Innate Life Reclamation Podcast. We hope you found tips and tricks to start incorporating innate into your everyday life because it is in your everyday life, whether you see it or not. You can find both Dr. Danny and myself at cookchirocenter.com or on any of our social media. And we'd love for you to share our podcast and leave us a review. Thanks for listening.